Welcome to The Prime Subjective, a Star Trek podcast, a new Star Trek podcast featuring some... Are we all from Philadelphia? Are we all in this, 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 this area of Pennsylvania? Yeah. 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 Ish. Wonderful. Ish. Ish. Yeah. All right, you're in, you're, in, you're in South Jersey, Carrie, right? So right, close. Right. So, so close. close. So Just a Patco yeah. ride away. Just a little mm-hmm. Patco ride away. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and a completely tiny amount, you know, in the cosmic, you know, grand scheme of things. Yeah, so. exactly. Yes. And we're well, very, given how far away uh, Burnham is at the beginning of season three of Discovery, we're very close mm-hmm. uh, to one another versus <laughs> both time and distance. Anyway, as I said, this is a Star Trek podcast. I'm your host, uh, Chris Newcomer, and we've got a great panel of wonderful Star Trek enthusiasts. Um, we've got Carrie Hinners. That's uh, we've got we've got Jay Nim. Hello, hello. And we've got Mike Henley. Howdy. Yeah. Woo! So welcome, everybody. Woo. Are you? Are who's excited about uh, talking about Trek? Is it me? I am. I'm super excited. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's us! Wow. We are. <laughs> you said that so earnestly that I was like, "Oh, yeah, it's all, it is us. It, it is, is us. us. It's me. I'm wow. I, I'm pretty ambivalent about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I said yes out of hate, so I'm. Really <laughs> we love to hate this. it. We love, love to hate it. Love, love, love to hate it. Well, I thought one, one, since this is sort of an intro episode, I thought it might be good for us to go around and introduce ourselves since um, nobody knows you better than you. That's what my therapist keeps saying. Uh, and I think it would be a good way to, uh, to go around. So why don't we start with Carrie, if you don't mind? Hi. Um, hello, everyone out there in the world. Um, I'm very excited in the galaxy. Hello, everybody in the Federation. I and the non-Federation planets, no judgment. I am very excited. Uh, You can call me Carrie because that is my name. So you can call me that. I am a longtime fan of Star Trek in all of its forms. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm, uh, my favorites. It's hard to pick favorites, but I would say... I mean, nobody asked me, uh, but if you did ask me, my, what, <laughs> my hey, Carrie, favorite. Carrie, real quick, what are your favorites? Do you have favorites? Is that a... <laughs> well, there's a special place in my heart for Voyager. I could watch a lot of Voyager on repeat. I could think about Voyager, talk about Voyager. And I love, I love Discovery. When I started watching Discovery season one, and we'll talk about this later, I get I feel some sort of excitement in my body <laughs> as if I'm about, as if I am in the show and I'm about to perform and oh. I am part of it. Like it just rises like you're in on, me. Like you're on the Star Trek Discovery improv team and you guys are about, yeah. just, everyone's just said, I've got your back, it, you're about yeah. to go on stage. It just feels okay. like I'm backstage <laughs> waiting to go on whenever Discovery comes on. So, oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, and that's will you, t- will you Will you tell us... Um, like sort of the the Star Trek that made you say Star Trek was for you, like your entry point to this sort of Star Trek universe and, and liking it? Um, I think early on in your life, you have to decide Star Trek or Star Wars. Like you just have <laughs> to choose. Um, and I feel like my family is a Trek fan. I mean, there's a rare breed of people that are very into both. But yeah. for the most <laughs> part, you're either hardcore on one or hardcore on the other, or mm. you don't give a shit. Well, so, really, really leaning in uh, hard on the binary there. Okay, very between binary. Star Wars and Star Trek. I mean, there's two types. There's two types of people in this world. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, those who like Star Wars, those who like Star like Trek, Star Trek. Those yes. who don't give a shit, and those who don't give a shit. That's the two. I, okay, so there's three. There's three types there's three, of people yeah. in this. World. So like Star Wars, those who like Star Trek, and those people who had sex in high school, and there are three oh. different groups of people. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm kidding. I'm, wow. I'm speaking think, of my own personal experience. <clears throat> I, do think, I do think I was a little indoctrinated as if it were a religion uh, because, you know, my parents watched it. So I watched it. It's like your parents are Christian. So you're a Christian. So it's the same, mm-hmm. <laughs> same type of deal indoctrinated into the Star Trek religion. Uh, they're not hardcore fans. I'm a big sci-fi fan in general. I like all sort of the sci-fi fandom. So. I get really into Star Trek. Oh, I love that. That's great. Yeah. And uh, and Jay, why don't if you don't mind, why, would you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us if you don't mind what the Star Trek was that made you say Star Trek was for you? 
Of course. Uh, hello, I'm Jay. I'm. I think I might be the resident curmudgeon, but I don't want to be. Um, and younger than all of us, I'm pretty younger, sure. <laughs> yeah. it's, I'm breaking. I'm breaking convention here. Really doing wonders for young people. Um, uh, so the the Star Trek that brought me into the fold was the Next Generation, which I watched with my dad in high school. Mm. Um, we would watch it most weekends, and it was really sweet memory set like i'd always liked science fiction but that just set a bar for science fiction that has rarely been met again because it was some of the only science fiction with lifelike real dialogue where people weren't trying to be jerks to each other for the sake mm -hmm. of plot points mm -hmm. um and actually trying to work through things together like one of the few shows in this planet where a human can ask an alien for advice on something and take that advice seriously and it's not just some like tongue in cheek joke for the viewer at home to go like, oh, ha ha, that alien thinks you get love by like undulating your glance. Um, <laughs> you know. Wait, is uh, that not how we get love? That's what I've been doing this whole time. <laughs> I'm going to take notes. I liked a few things of that you said, and I want to remember them. So I'm going to. Well, we are also well, recording this, Karen, Carrie, just to let you know. <laughs> so you can go back I'm not going to listen to your recording. Just to be honest, <laughs> I'm not going to listen to it. Oh, great. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, we've all seen Star Trek. Sometimes the computer lies. So when the voice says recording, we have to be like, how do we know that's actually happening? That's true. That's true. It so does say recording, though. Just recording our social security numbers. Uh, that's right. For, uh, that's right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Section right. 31, you have my permission to put this in the yeah. file. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, later in college, I got around to, I'd kind of let my Star Trek journey go on hiatus for a while. And then in college, I kind of dived back in. And I discovered Deep Space Nine, which is my favorite Star Trek to this day. Love me mm. some Deep Space Nine. Mm. Love, it. Love, it. Mm -hmm. Love Deep Space Nine. Also, I didn't mind Enterprise that much. I think it it sort of started off a bit strangely because 9-11 kind of like really messed with the trajectory of that show. Mm. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's absolutely yeah, true. That's, yeah. that's a good mm -hmm. thought. That's a good yeah. thought, Jay. Yeah. I'm and gonna write oh, down 9-11 in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, please please omit that from my file whoever's listening sure. um, yeah uh and voyager which i also liked um and then later on i i tried discovery later on in college didn't click with me um it, i'm so sorry karen uh, I just feel like there's a lot of, I watch a lot of mediocre science fiction um, sure. and I'm not calling mm -hmm. discovery mediocre science fiction, but mm -hmm. one of like the hallmarks of mediocre science fiction is that it just introduces cool scientific things that have no like human cost or like real relationship to human, like who, you know, something like, oh, the engine spins laterally instead of latitudinally, like, ooh. Um, mm -hmm. And you're supposed to accept that this is an innovation or something or like there is a species that's going to like destroy humans before they can even blink once and like it's coming um and that can weeping be... angels <laughs> <laughs> that's a doctor who thing if they uh, that's for a doctor that, who where you blink and they they suck yeah. you back in time don't worry about it we'll we'll, we'll, yeah. get, back on. we'll get there we'll fun. get there on our doctor who crossover uh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> i just i just feel like what i really appreciated about star trek the next generation and Deep Space Nine and Voyager is that there, there, it wasn't very plot driven a lot of the time. Like there were a lot of mm -hmm. pieces of dialogue that were just wonderful pieces of dialogue between rich characters. Um, and people were earnestly trying to work with each other to fix things. Yeah, It's very easy to write characters who don't operate in good faith with one another because that creates easy problems that are like that for the viewer to like engage with. But it's way harder and way more in line with real life to write characters who are earnestly trying to work with one, one another and collaborate. And what, what makes like the show engaging isn't that one is being a jerk, but that they are, there are vast differences to bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like my, yeah. I can end there. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I wasn't trying to get you to stop. I was, I was earnestly, yeah. I really, I, cause I think I, what I, what you're, you're pointing at, which I think is really great is Voyager and next gen and a really, I think um, embody the utopian society from which the Federation has sort of sprung into, and 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 they are trying to work. They, that at its best, that's what it's supposed to be. You know, 
thanks to World War Three, you know, really yeah. putting things into perspective mm. for everybody. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and and to, sorry, and to wrap like all of this in a package, it's like one of the few those shows were were one of some of the few shows with like a genuine hope for multiculturalism. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a time when it can feel kind of lacking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's totally. yeah, that's kind of why I feel like this franchise is. Like I felt okay devoting time and energy to caring about it. Awesome. That was beautiful. That was beautiful, Jay. That was beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank yeah, you. Th- that was really well, well, well put. I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Good. Yeah. Well, this is this is exactly why we're glad to have you with us. Uh, um... Yeah, I just I just have been watching the wrong Star Trek. So <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched the one that this podcast is going to be. About. No, that's okay. That's that's not a that's not a we can we can bridge that gap. That's not a, that's yeah, not a big deal. That per- perspective is welcome, honestly. Yeah, we need that perspective. Yeah. I, I really don't want to be a curmudgeon. I just like try and have a reason for what I believe. Okay, so my goal, my goal is to get you to like Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> in the course, in the course of I don't know, uh, the the life of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we can we can uh, talk about discovery. A couple of mo- I uh, we'll come up with a time frame. Three months, six yeah, years, we'll work, we'll six work months. It. We'll work on it. We're gonna keep doing episodes until I kneel. Yeah, yeah. So basically, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll podcast. I won't like do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mike. We didn't get to yes. introduce you yet. So, Mike, why don't you introduce yourself and also tell us uh, what, what what is the Star Trek that made you say Star Trek was for you. Sure. Um, so, uh, so my name is Mike, and um, I, I would say there's probably a, that's probably a two-part answer to that question because the one. I'm sorry, we only have time for one. No, I'm. Oh kidding. no. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> the one that got me started was I remember I don't remember many things about kindergarten, but I remember watching the first season of Next Gen with my dad. Yes, that's how old I am, everyone. Um, I remember that, and I remember there was a move that during that school year as well. And I, the reason I, those things are tied together was not just because they happened at the same time, but because I remember during that move going like, but we're going to miss Star Trek. <laughs> uh, so that's how deep I was into it, kind of right from the start. Um, so it was it was kind of next gen that kind of brought me in, but it was really Deep Space Nine where, you know, could right around that time, because, you know, if you recall, there was this time, which I feel like we're coming back to now in the sense of like now there's multiple shows on the air, you know, and some of them mm-hmm. like this week, there's two different episodes of two different shows, you know, that are airing. Yeah. Um, there was this time where you could be like, you know, I'm going to watch, you know, Next Gen and then D Space Nine. And then I'm going to get in the car and go to the movie theater to see the newest movie. Like there were there were weeks, you know, multiple yeah. weeks during the 90s where you could absolutely mm-hmm. plausibly do that. Um, and that was really, really exciting. And not only that, but D Space Nine is definitely it's my favorite Star Trek show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm right there. Um, I just I, I, I love it. Um, you know, so I, I would guess I, I would say it's that, um, you know, and then that kind of that whole era uh, kind of ending with Voyager and Enterprise was a show that um, I didn't really kind of get into at the time. But, you know, it took a long while before I kind of came back to it um, and I started really enjoying it. Uh, I agree with Jay, especially that, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Enterprise started in September 2001. And I think there was a part of me that was just like, I'm just not in the mood for this right now. So, and then that, and yeah. that, and that's, and that says nothing about the show. That just says something about me and where, when, and where I was at, mm-hmm. you know, where I think a lot of people were at, um, you know, but I revisited it, um, you know, and I've, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm one of those fans who I feel like there's something in anything in, in any part of Star Trek that makes me go like, even if I don't like this, you know, I don't like that. Even like some of the lousier movies, I'm basically just like, but I like this aspect of oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, well, that's a true fan that you can find the faults too. You know, it's mm-hmm, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the kind but... of thing where people are like sports fans of sports. Uh, yeah. Fans, I almost said fans of sports teams. I'm trying to say uh-huh. fans of sports teams. All those things are getting garbled in my brain for some reason. But like they watch, if the season's good or the season's bad, they watch. And that's certainly mm-hmm. how I feel about both Star Trek mm-hmm. and SNL. If the season's good, the mm. season's bad, yeah. Still gonna yeah. Watch. SNL will come back. It dips, it, com- <laughs> it, it ebbs and yeah. flows. It yeah, ebbs exactly. and flows. You yeah. got to stick with it. <laughs> and there's some, there's some really bright, shining moments. And then sure. you could be yeah. like, this is crap. So yes. um, I feel that way about Deep Space Nine, too. I feel like it will really. 
I feel like that stands the test of time. Like that show is just timeless. Like you can yes. watch it in 20 years from now and still get something out of it. Like yep. this it is, is where I am woefully uh, uh, uninformed because I, I never got through the first season. I know that I need to, it is first rough. And I, is, yeah, yeah, uneven. Well, and I, mean, I know it gets better. The first season of The Next Generation is rough, too. Like, rough. The first oh, I agree. real rough. They were trying to do a thing. I mean, but for a long time... Oh, go ahead, Jay. Sorry. I was going to say, if there's one episode you're going to watch in season one of Deep Space Nine, Duet is one of the best episodes of the whole series. One of my favorite episodes, right. yeah. So, That's like masterclass the... of, like, acting. Oh, so good. That's it's just like, like a stage. Yeah. Staged play, basically. Well, then, and you've got some actual like theater, like Avery Brooks and I went to the same college, the same uh, art school. Hey, and it's nice. it's a uh, it's a. I mean, he's he's so he's a he's a stage animal. He's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, duet. Yes, I'm gonna watch that. That's, Possibly that's tonight. Ooh. But just to kind of you know, since we're all kind of uh, putting down thoughts on Discovery, I really enjoy the show a lot. I think it's got a great cast. You know, it's uh, I I really like. It's very very energetic and fun. It's got this great. Um, you know, it, it's it's very it it does in kind of leaps. You know, uh, a lot of the representation that Star Trek has kind of prided itself on, but it's kind of in reality, I think, kind of only moved in fits and starts on. So mm-hmm. just by just for that alone, it's a super valuable yeah. show. I feel like when I get frustrated with it, uh, and Carrie again, I don't I don't mean to. It's just, uh, I, I it's a show no. I really really enjoy. There's some frustrating things of, about it. There's frustrating things about all the every. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> hello, Neelix. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hello, Neelix. Hello, hello oh Tuvix. God. Can we talk about Tuvix for a All second? Right. I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just finishing up my essay. Talk That's called a defensive Neelix. So, oh, Harry right. Kim. Yes. <laughs> oh, Traveled Harry seventy thousand lay years, still an ensign. That's just sad. That's just sad. Um, he's got his well clarinet. He's got his clarinet to keep him right. warm. <laughs> Um, I feel like where the show sometimes kind of gets frustrating is that one, I feel like it is a show that sometimes has a real, has a little bit of a struggle trying to figure out what its identity is because every couple episodes, it kind of reinvents itself to kind of be something else. And sometimes that makes it very exciting. And sometimes it makes you want to be like, whoa, like settle down a little bit. I liked the old you, like, you know, like the new you, I don't know how to, how to feel about just yet. And I think part of that too, is the fact that this is the very first Star Trek show we've ever had where you have a shorter number of episodes per year. You only have about like about 12, where in the, in the olden, in the olden times, yeah. uh, you had, you know, How's 20... your lower back pain doing? <laughs> you had like 20 or 22, you know, 26, basically. I think um, yeah. in There's the- only like the... 10 episodes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The original series, I think, you know, when you look at the list for that, like they did 29 episodes a year. Like, and you're like, how? Yeah. Like, how? Well, they and only you did six can, and because of that, like all the shows are like this, but because of that, they could, they could explore relationships. And like Jay said, they don't have to be plot driven and you right. can just mm-hmm. uh, get exactly. into things. And that's exactly. my problem with Picard too because mm-hmm. like they just sped that whole thing up real yeah. fast yes and then they tried to establish relationships and I'm like I'm just not buying this because yeah you just but, suddenly are in a relationship okay well, fine and, yeah and, and I think <laughs> when you have this these aggressively plot driven shows which I which I still enjoy but like one of the things that was so comforting about you know, kind of the older shows was the fact that, you know, it was something you felt like you come back to and it kind of felt like you were kind of coming home in a way. And like, we're seeing yeah. everybody and maybe, maybe something, you know, wasn't, you know, terribly excitingly important yeah. going on in everybody's lives right that second. And that was okay. Yeah. And it kind of yeah. increased that level of comfort. Well, uh, whereas like here, ASMR. It's yeah. kind of like <laughs> ASMR. Yeah. You know, that, you just watch it and everybody's yeah. very calm and you yep. just feel like everything is okay. They're going to get through this. But it we'll is the way out. that it, it is the way that television has changed in itself as yes. well. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Less, yes. There's less of these programs. I mean, now the programs people put on that are like that are like for some reason, like SVU or, you know, it's like it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's mm-hmm. the kind of shows where you know what's going to happen. For mm-hmm. me, it used to be Murder, She Wrote, because I was like, well, someone's going to oh. die. Yeah. And yeah. Angela Lansbury is going to figure it out. And that's very comforting. Yeah. They're, they're, they're formulaic. They're formulaic. Uh-huh. And I, I, will... I think Discovery uh, branches out of, they tried different formulas. I don't know. I like yeah. it. I think it's positive. I, I will say about that. There was a point in time where I was like, I just wanted some, something new Star Trek like at all. And I made myself sit through Seth MacFarlane's awful humor in order to, to oh. do the Orville. 
Yeah. You didn't like Orville? I liked it. I just, whenever oh. Seth MacFarlane talked, I liked it. Oh, okay. I had, I, had the exact, I, I had the exact same reaction. I had the exact I, same reaction, Jay. Yeah. You don't need the dumb, like, divorced wife thing. Just like, uh, the rest yeah. of it is good. Yeah. The rest of it is the good. Sh- the rest of the show is, the show is really, it's a good show. It's it is. Show. It is. I, yeah, I, I <laughs> not not to go down an Orville tangent, but, like, I have these same experiences where I'm just like, I see all the parts of it. I'm just like, all the parts here are good, but, like, why does he cast himself? I don't, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> He's the like, only aren't you busy enough? Was... Go record another album, Seth. Yeah, be- right. Be- because no offense to Seth, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry, because I know he's listening right this second, but like, it's one yeah, of those kind of things. Totally... my godfather. He's listening. Because <laughs> you, you can't even point to just be like, well, it's kind of an odd move. They cast himself, but like, well, look at him. He's a really good actor because like, you look at him, you're like, no, no, not really. You know, like that kind of thing. He's got a handy bag of tricks. Yeah, about, fi- about five, I would say. He I knows think how to the use people them. around him are making yeah. him look good. Yeah, sure. I, I would agree with that. I would agree. Yeah. 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 How did we get to Orville? We're trying to talk about I'm Discovery. So sorry. I know. I mean, that's okay. Jay, it's okay that we need you. It's good energy. You're the before, I think before, as a first episode, I think this is really valuable because there are some people right away who are basically just like, "No, I love the Orville. I'm out." Yeah. And there are other people who like. I love the Orville, but like, I love the fact they're going to say anything. This is crazy. Yeah. I have no yeah. idea what's going to happen next. I think that what I would wish, I, what I wish the Orville was, was that episode of Black Mirror. That's like oh. a, a Star Trek episode. You yes. know what I'm saying? Do you know oh, that one? Great episode. Yes. It's so good. And it's so twisted and dark. And yep. although, although I guess I know that that one is technically not in, Star, in space because it's uh, a game they're all in, right? That's what it is. It's like a, a virtual reality thing. Yeah. 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 Trapped in. I seem to so maybe remember. Maybe I didn't really think that thought out. <laughs> well, I seem to remember there was some kind of, and I don't know if this is a good idea or not. They were thinking about turning that whole thing into a actual show. I could have sworn I read that. Well, good um, luck getting Michaela Cole. She's way too big for that show now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good for her. Um, <clears throat> before we move on to anything else, I did want to. I'll just quick say my my yeah, yeah. I also started watching with my dad. It was definitely like watching. Next Generation, watching uh, certainly on weekends and syndication, but then it became what I watched with my friends in like fourth and fifth grade. We were obsessed with Next Gen. That was right when it was coming to an end. And we were so obsessed with it that we then wrote a um, pilot for a a new Star Trek series called Star Trek Tempest Fugit, uh, where uh, they traveled in time. And uh, that was the name of the of the USS Tempest Fugit. And anyway, we, mm-hmm. we, 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 it was not, I mean, it was not very imaginative, but for us, it was a lot of fun to yeah. imagine what that could be. And I just wrote another character that was essentially Deanna Troig. That's who all I really cared about <laughs> at the time. <laughs> they do a lot of time travel on Star Trek. You you could have sold that episode. I know, I know. I could find the, the temporal yeah. prime prime uh, prime directive could have been uh, you know. I think really at some point featured. in Star I think at some point in Star Trek's history they used to uh, let people submit uh, episodes. Yes, oh I don't know if they, they do that anymore. But you could just I, submit an really? episode. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know if they. I, I don't think they do it now. But yeah, during all the yeah. '90s shows, going all the way to Enterprise, yeah. that was they had an open door policy where you could do really? that. Really? Yeah, yeah, I've known people. I, I I know people who have who have done it in the past. Honestly, some of them like did it in person. Some of them did it on the phone. Yeah, um, yeah that's how episode. that's how they hired writers too. Honestly, like you've given us three solid pitches in a row. Like, do you want to come work for yeah. us? Kind of thing. I was listening hey, to another pitched- podcast, and they had a they had a writer on, and he was like, "How they were like, how did you get to be a writer on Star Trek?" I kept pitching. Episodes episodes i just wow. kept showing up and showing up and he's like you know what i did i pitched tom paris and and janeway becoming space lizards and having yeah babies. and that's how <laughs> i became a writer they Star. recognized my genius <laughs> my genius my genius but, <laughs> but robert duncan mcneil's performance in that episode is well very, listen very good he's he's also another former theater kid right before he booked star trek voyager he was playing jack and in into the woods on the national tour that's right i was just reading that yeah yeah <laughs> or on Broad- or on Broadway, I think, but then he decided. I think it was he was on Broadway. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Broadway baby. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tie everything to theater because that's that is my personal <laughs> background, mm-hmm. and so I apologize for that. But you're also you're welcome. I think Voyager probably is my favorite because I, I love their just long journey trying to get back from. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just such a long thread that is that I think they do they they lose their way a number of times, sort of uh, episode wise on the way to the end, mm-hmm. but I do think they really bring it home in the end. I, I love that, yeah. that that series finale really does it for me um, mm-hmm. in a big way. Uh, Cause once again, they uh, break the temporal prime directive as they should. Sure, all the time. Uh, <laughs> they're, I mean, Regular. I, that's the, 
they're breaking regular prime directives. They're but that's my favorite theme that they lean into. Directives. They're like, Dude, she's doing it so much that they have to get like the time police to come in and, and yeah. get mad at her mm -hmm. for ruining yeah. their lives. It's, it's really, it's really, oh, I love it. I love it so much. But so it's always been, um, and I mean, I, I, I like Star Wars and I like Marvel. I like all that stuff, but Star Trek is really where my, my, my core being is. Um, and so it's nice to, nice to be with you guys, you, you all speaking about this and, uh, going on a journey of discovery talking about discovery am i right yes. did i did i tie it all together there that was nailed it wow. <laughs> somebody does improv good job yes with no training whatsoever which is really evident when you see me do improv uh, it's really you know i just got up there yeah. <laughs> i'm on a musical improv team so i only i only they hired me for the voice yeah. not for the <laughs> isn't a life of theater preparation for improv <laughs> absolutely you know pivot turn get ready you know yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Anything can happen. It's live theater. It's live theater. Absolutely. Anything can happen, you know? My favorite my favorite theater story didn't happen to me, but apparently they were doing the show that uh, the show that I toured with for a long time. They were doing it at like an outdoor theater that there were a lot of bats like swooping in under the lights. And then I guess at one point uh, this the show I did was Chicago and the woman playing Mama Morton a bat swooped in and she has a prop newspaper and she knocked the bat out of the air with the prop because it got too close to her face and she just oh was like oh, and it just awesome. hit the floor and uh, some crew guy had to come out and remove it and uh and that that's, say, that's carol woods you may have seen her in um across the universe she's in that movie she's fabulous but anyway oh. uh yeah it's hey. a, quite, quite a great story bat on the ground and what were we saying we i got, I got completely <laughs> diverted <laughs> It's my first name drop of what will be many name drops. I once again, I'm sorry about that as well. I love it. I love I, it. How I roll. Um, but yes, so we've all introduced ourselves. We've said a little bit about um, our thoughts about different Star Treks. But I want to talk more about Discovery. But before we do that, Ka Carrie had mentioned she wanted to do a Trek in the news segment. And I think there is a huge yes. Trek Ooh. story we haven't spoken about that I think would be good to get everybody's yes. thoughts on. And that is... William Shatner, Shatner going, going into going space to... at 90 yes. years old. Yes. I knew you were going to say that. I was going to try to say it at the same time as you. William, William Shatner, Shatner going, going to, to space. space. I want to have like a little like a little little jingle, like a little um, <laughs> Trek in the news. Do, 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 yeah, like a teletype kind of. Trek in the news. This week on Trek in the news, William Shatner gets launched into space. That's good. That's good. Yeah, we'll do. Trek in the news the news yeah. 1060 oh that's just the kyw i'm sorry i'm just doing our local am radio uh one yeah. i'm trying that. to hear the school closings <laughs> trying to hear the school closings shut up we'll do school closings on our podcast <laughs> <laughs> if there's a snow day in the area we don't yeah we have a snow day we're gonna a snow day right for away. starfleet academy uh, no they not really they control the weather kids, they don't yeah, need it it's yeah true. yeah but also kids nowadays don't have snow days no, that's don't. true so they depressing. do this. They do this. Oh. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so any any anyone w w any thoughts good bad uh happy sad about our uh you know William Shatner rocketing to the edge of space? Well, he 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 is the oldest person to have ever gone into space. So that's sure. um that's an accomplishment. Yep. Um yeah, I think it's super cool. It would gives me a little chills to think about it you know when he's up there in space and he's like an old man crying and so happy he's like he spent yeah. so much of his life pretending he was in space <laughs> and now he is in space it's beautiful yeah it does make me i mean I, I thought it was an awesome story like really cool great for him it I, I i always wonder about the logistics of something like that and always makes me wonder how many doctors do you have to go to oh yeah before you know, not just the one that will give you the okay, because I'm sure someone that age, they go to their regular doctor and just say, well, I'm going to go into space. They'll be like, I don't think that's a good idea. And also, is your regular, is your regular doctor even able to understand all the things you were going to be exposing of course, yourself of to? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. He's 90 years old. I did have a thought that's like, is this? Is this how he dies? Is this? Hey, all right. I'm so glad <laughs> you said you that. Imagine? I'm so glad you said that. Is this it? Like, is this how he I mean, wants to go been, out? Yeah, that would quite, <laughs> quite the, uh, yeah, quite the send off. Oh my goodness! That he would yeah. be, he would pioneer that epitaph. Yeah, 
<laughs> died in space. Died in space. <laughs> Suckers. It makes, it makes me want to give Jeff Bezos more money so he yeah. can keep See, that's what I didn't like about it. Space. That's also yeah. what I don't like yeah, about that's it. Yeah, that's what I don't like about it. Yeah. Does anyone else feel like billionaires are just trying to jump ship from USSR? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly are. right. Yeah. And like, I, yeah. Well, good for William Shatner, but anyway. It, it's not only that, but it's this weird kind of like, I don't know, I, I grew up in a house that like takes the space program seriously, basically. And, you know, and then I, I love the space program, you know, like I, I love like the, you know, the right stuff. And I have so many books basically in Apollo 13 right now, me and my girlfriend are watching the show that uh, Ron Moore from Star Trek actually, uh, For All Mankind, which is on Apple TV, which is like the ultimate oh, yeah. space program show, which is great. We really, really And that's where so Russians got to the moon first. Is that yes. that's sort of the premise? Okay. Exactly. Like that's the flashpoint of like this alternate timeline and it all kind of, you know, uh, you know, progresses from there. And it's really, really like smartly done. I really like it a lot. And like whenever I see like the Bezos thing and all that, I always just feel like, is this just like a hobby to them? It's just like a, it, like it's just like a, yeah. You just mean, imagine yeah. like, a, wouldn't it be neat? And then that's it. Like that's the only thought, you know. Like that'd be neat. Make it yeah. happen, you know. Underlings. So, just like, they have so much cool. money. They're like, well, what do I do with it? Right. What do I right. do with it? Can't right. possibly like, fathom helping other people. Yeah, of course. So yeah. why don't taxes. I just? <laughs> like go even, to the moon even elon musk's designs he basically like envisioned mars as like a debtor's prison where it was like yeah, right, yeah if you right. can't afford to like pay for it you can like yeah. be yeah. forced to work for it just god how's your people brain gonna turn you know how australia Rough. australia was like the prison continent they sent all the prisoners to <laughs> australia <laughs> it'd be mars yeah is that what it's gonna be Jeez, like australia. we're just gonna send all of our prisoners and garbage out there into the it's like I mean, we're not we're not uh, as a as a species, you know, doing so hot with how we use resources and you know make advancements. No. They tend to come from no. you know not the yeah. best, uh, not to Things pontificate made on of, yeah. you know you know. Whereas we're talking about this is why we like Star Trek because in that world, it, they have figured out how to live in a, you know fix the planet, live together, and you know work together and yeah. uh, not be total d bags just trying to go to the moon and be the first to do it um i've always wondered it's, like oh sorry yeah no i was just gonna say it is telling though because i mean you know like it it's it's part of the star trek mythology that like you know when we meet zephram cochran in first contact oh, yeah. he's like he basically just says he just invented warp drive basically to make money and retire to an island and you know sure. and then that all that kind of stuff you know like kind of the jeff bezos thing basically but then he no, actually meets an utopia alien yeah they weren't in utopia they yet. weren't in utopia yet but oh, then he meets oh. an alien and he's just like oh this is just fundamentally awesome yeah. like i want to be part of yeah. this this is, yeah. is great yeah they uh, you know sorry on a somewhat related note i've pitched a movie to a friend recently where like you know how there's like a movie where an alien lands on earth and there's like comedy that ensues or whatever and it's sort sure. of like a, yeah mm -hmm. i've always i've en I envisioned one of those where like the alien that lands is like the jeff bezos of their world who's just oh, oh that's and a great idea like rich entitled asshole who expects like everything from his human host <laughs> just like casually throws money at people what um, do you mean you don't take american yeah. dollars oh that's in, like a really currency funny. that nobody well, that, has that's good that's such a good well that i mean that just reminds me that like you know like whenever you know like whenever the movie predator is on tv it's always basically just like oh he's this big scary alien you know like he's coming mm -hmm. and all i could just imagine is like you get my head cannon is just like what if he's just like a dentist from like you know some alien <laughs> right. planet he's basically just right. like yeah i'm gonna go to earth for two weeks and i'm just gonna kill a bunch of humans and all of his other friends yeah. like oh no i don't think you should do that i don't think it's you know like he's <laughs> like no i'm gonna do it he's gonna stop me Oh, I've been saving up on PTO to go hunting some humans. <laughs> I can't wait. Are you are you guys fans of uh, Hitchhiker's uh, Guide to the Galaxy? Because that has yes. that kind of flavor. That has that oh, kind of yeah. flavor. Just that. like regular people out in space. It's like you got to get out of the way. We're yeah, we're we're, we're, we're building a super highway <laughs> where yeah. your planet is. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> go. I do love that that so long and thanks for all the fish they they wrote for that movie. That was very quite catchy. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> hitchhikers is magical i agree <laughs> but it also has that great the brit the british know how to do zany sci-fi the right way they just have yes. the, the, the camp sensibility is right and correct mm -hmm. um have you guys seen a, a show they have they have an american version now but there is it's based on a british version it's called ghosts i thought yes, you were gonna say I was the just office watching for a that. could you imagine it's pretty if good. I, <laughs> it's the it's called the office, the office. <laughs> who is this guy <laughs> There's this guy. He is. A, he seems like a jerk, but really, no. no. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> on the office. 
ghosts. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's, it's just really funny. It's, it's so this woman basically she inherits this big, big manor house from a dead relative, and then she herself has a near death experience. Then she can see all these ghosts from different eras of that house, and there's like a caveman and an, you know, and um a poet and um it just it's just it's very funny and uh i highly recommend there's like a plague pit so there's all these like plague ghosts who just stay in the basement anyway like it's worth it. it's worth it's worth and it. then and then I right there that. they they also have beverly crusher's ghost candle is also oh, there oh, no, oh yeah and they all Such have they all have green yeah. orgasms it's amazing yeah i love that episode <laughs> i just wish he wasn't like they didn't make him hot in that like not hot 90s way where it's just like that fabio hair and yeah that, yeah like, I did, that was not mm -hmm. it for me I I, uh, but it worked for Bev, and that's all that matters, yeah, you know. Bev liked it. The BC liked it, and that's good. <laughs> the that's BC. Good for her. <laughs> Dr. BC. See, yeah. that's that's the other thing too, where like when the old shows, when they did like a bad episode, it was basically just like, all right, there's still 25 of these left in the can, you know, like who knows, sure, basically. True. Whereas you know, the new shows, like when they do a bad episode, it's just like, oh, we only have a dozen of these guys. I don't. Well, it's yeah. also like a, it's yeah, it's it's a, it's a law. It's like a, a game of numbers, right? Because like for every you know weird i'm sleeping with my grandmother's ex-lover plot you have <laughs> you have beverly crusher stuck in a warp bubble riveting yeah. for an hour being like i'm just looking for dr dale and quace that episode's great i love that one um lots of people right now especially people who are getting into star trek for the first time they're probably just be like wait is there actually an episode where dr crusher like falls in love with like a sex ghost who lives in a candle yeah and who has who, who's literally sexed up many of her ancestors yeah 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 exactly it's a family it's a family heirloom yeah and then everybody else on the ship is like okay if that's what you want to do yeah, that's what yeah, it's, it's like, your choices yeah, yeah she's like <laughs> She she leaves. She quits Starfleet, doesn't she? To spend, I yes. think to like to spend time with the candle. No, there's a there's a really great scene where Deanna comes to her and she's just like she's in her room, like out of her out of her doctor garb, like in like some like tartan scarf to to show that she's going to do this thing. And Deanna's like, "What are you What are you doing? <laughs> what What are you doing with your life?" And then she's like, "Okay, your choice." I mean, they just let her go. Mm -hmm. oh, funny. Oh. I respect your life choices. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they had boundaries on that ship, and then sometimes they didn't. And then that was good too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So we're all we're all big next gen fans. There's 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 yeah. a everyone's got a good reference point on next oh. gen. I would say. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. 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 I guess so yeah, for do you, sure. Do you, and... do you each have a favorite next gen episode? Is is this where I'm leading to with this? Oh. We didn't man. talk about. Nobody mentioned the original series here. Nobody mentioned the original. I, series. I, I, it doesn't doesn't it doesn't factor in for me, and I hate to say that, but it is mm. actually true. I know that Mike. I think you do like the original series, from what I understand. I, I do like the original series. I've grown to it, but like you, it's it's one of those things where, like you know, you do have to, you know, ingest it with that grain of salt of just like remember back in the time this was like really progressive. If you you know, like, call yourself a Star Trek fan. You gotta course. watch it. You of gotta course. watch yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, no, so I mean, I do like, but it's a, but it also that is a show that definitely has some serious ups and downs. You know, where it's mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Favorite episodes of Next Gen, I would probably. Um, yesterday's Enterprise, I think, with the Enterprise C, I think is a, is a, is a great episode. That's the probably Return my favorite episode. Return of Tasha episode. Yar. Return of Tasha Yar, that's right, yeah. that's right. Uh, so good. I, I, I would say that, you know, I was thinking about this. I don't think I ever watched any of these shows when they were actively on the air. Mm -hmm. I think I was just too much. I was in high school. I was in mm -hmm. college. I was doing stuff. I didn't have a TV. I didn't know when it was on. I was like doing stuff. But I, I would say that we were talking about the original series, like, oh, it's kind of hard to get through. But I would say that some of uh, The Next Generation is cringy, too. Oh, for too. sure. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's like the first, these the first shows and Discovery yeah. is also a product of its time. Like, if you, mm -hmm. if you sure. think about these things in relation to the time period that they're in, they reflect... They reflect how people are feeling. They reflect the time. Like they're a little bit darker. It's almost as if art reflects the period of time in Amazing. which. Amazing. So, so weird. yeah, <laughs> yes, I, like... I would, I would, I mean, I would say that I do enjoy the Next Generation very much. I can't pick, I can't pick my favorite episode. I'm a big Wesley Crusher fan. I love all the Wesley sure. Crusher episodes. Nice. Whenever he shows up. Uh... <laughs> well, I've been thinking about how much of you know that episode where he comes back. And then he he's on uh, that woman who's who's uh, Ashley Judd is on, is the guest star in the mm -hmm. episode. She sure is. Yep. 
And yeah. Riker, Riker brings back that game from Risa that like brainwashes everybody, yeah. and, and you, you get like pleasure from. That's yeah. a really great Wesley Crusher episode. The, the Vosh mm-hmm. episodes are good. Where they're, oh, they're on fun. Risa too. I like. Oh that. yes. When, yeah. When Vosh hooks up with Q, that's a fun. That's a fun pairing. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But listen, I think that we're doing this podcast. We're going to end up talking about like the original series a lot because the original oh, sure. series comes into play a lot with discovery. Yeah. And what I'm saying is so. I will cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> okay. I think, I think, I mean, the original series, I mean, it's so, I mean, it's writing the DNA of the entire franchise. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. much like if you discover your grandparents were into the same sex candle ghost that you were, it's like, <laughs> well, this is where I got it from. You mean uh, all of my maternal ancestors were having sex with this ghost? <laughs> me too. You know what? Sign me up. I feel like I uh, understand my ancestors. I, and I better. will say, I will say, I may, I may not know the series very well, but I know the original series movies very well. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've like, I've kind of watched around for the original series. I have seen all the movies, but like the ones that I have seen, there's like a strong Twilight Zone influence that yeah. really mm-hmm. disappears as time goes on. Like it's still there in some parts of next generation mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then it kind of seems to dissipate especially in like deep space nine or in yeah I, enterprise I, something that i love about star trek one of the many things that i love about star trek is has how the universe is just built out and everything informs the other thing so there's like there's like rules to this universe and there's a there's a timeline and they're all connected somehow so you could be watching one show and you could still like that show but there could be tons of references to things that came before Mm. and the aliens are the same aliens in the world and sometimes they introduce new things sometimes they go back to old things but now the world is filled with the world is filled with midichlorians i'm kidding that's star wars i know know. yeah Um, that's um, i do like that about it because it's like oh i can go back to this world and immerse myself in it for a little while Harry, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your point. I'm gonna agree with it. I'm also going to jump off of it in in, oh, in, in, yes in, in, in a respect. Uh, yeah, I, I am yes anding your point 100. Okay, great. Because that's one of the things <laughs> I love improv, about improv. that. Improv. improv. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things I love about that universe is about the Star Trek universe as well. Because I'm not trying to slag on Star Wars here, but like one of the reasons I never really kind of got into it into it is because it's kind of like it feels just very small and it feels just like well, there's Stuck five on planets. that Star Wars. Yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> I said you're I, small. I, you're basic. I was so ready to slag on Star Wars. You're basic. Yeah. You're You're basic so ready to Star slag Wars. on Star Wars. <laughs> no, no. Um, but like, it just it's, it just feels like, you know, just like there's a couple organizations and there's a couple plans. And then that's kind of it, basically, where Star Trek is so massive. And like one of the things I really love is how like crazy political and also wildly undisciplined it is at the same time. And part of that's mm-hmm. because of the fact that it's different shows. That are di- so like, and like what I mean yeah. is like, and the original show, I think is such a prime example of this, but you see this next gen too. And even the later ones where it's just like, they'll just do like a crazy plot, normal plot, crazy plot, normal plot. So like, mm-hmm. um, you know, the original series will just be like, well, you know, like this week we're actually ferrying a diplomat to like do this thing basically. And he has to go do that thing next week. We got picked up by like an invisible, by like a, a giant green space hand and got br- brought to like a replica of Mount Olympus where there's a god saying, hey, I'm the god Apollo. You need to worship That's a good episode. That's yes, a good episode. No, it's a great episode. It's a great episode. And then the week after that, actually, uh, I don't know, like Data wants to learn stand-up comedy. I don't know. You know, like it's one of those kind of just yeah, like, yeah. like, like but like that's real though so that episode where there's gods on another planet apollo Mm -hmm. so that's real so that could come up in a Mm -hmm. show like because Mm -hmm. all of that happened Mm -hmm. like amelia Earhart was kidnapped by aliens and put in stasis on another planet we don't happen to amelia Earhart. it's canon Mm -hmm. (laughs) it is canon yeah, yeah. You can't yep. go back on it. You said it. You can't. You can't take it back. <laughs> so you have like this weird mixture of just like, oh, especially Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine is very, very political, you know. Like, and that's one of the mm-hmm. things I love about it. But also, like, there's this idea that oh, there are these like crazy things that we can't even talk about that are happening in like just off screen or like other corners yeah. of the galaxy. You're like, you don't even know how bizarre yeah. like this entire galaxy is. Yeah. It's weird, you know. And I love that about it. Yeah. yeah. And, and all the stuff with the Maquis is happening during Deep Space Nine, and then starts off. Voyager, Voyager. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know if we're still doing favorite next generation episodes. Yes, oh, yes, yeah. yes, sorry, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, it's okay. This um, is what happens when a bunch of people who like Star Trek too much start talking. <laughs> Carrie was, Carrie was so. just really over the the TOS hate speech. She wanted to like get her. <laughs> 
and I, I'm I very apolog- impassioned. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize, but my my camera might die in a second. <laughs> so just uh, well, as long as we can still hear you, that's all good. We're not gonna, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think my favorite next generation episode is definitely probably Gambit, which is the one where Picard and Riker are abducted because mm. it lets so many characters express oh, yeah. themselves more fully it has that like and that's all really encapsulated in that dialogue between data and Worf, where data like kind of lectures Worf about being a second in command yeah and like if you examine every single line like brent spiner is pouring his heart out as data and like who is tr- desperately trying to juggle with like as much consideration as possible as responsibilities as like to be a good captain but also to work as a friend mm-hmm. and it's like one of the most polite professional like clean <laughs> dress downs of someone where like every single point is deserved and like mm-hmm. Worf isn't angry I think in almost any other show like the person being dressed down would be upset and be like you can't talk to me like but no Worf like politely mm-hmm. says but sir I meant to do this and Data goes yeah. like yes but you could but like you didn't do it this way and like this is and Riker did this and like this is what a sec person command should be and then Worf like apologizes and it turns mm-hmm. from like a like yeah. On a dress down to like these two friends being like, can we still be friends? And of course they can because Data's <laughs> precious android baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He the is characters. Precious android baby. Yeah. I think the the character, like using alien characters to to enhance character traits is what I love about Star Trek. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well and said. The, there's just like, that's really where you get to see people trying to work together through really difficult challenges because sometimes the challenges are each other and they have to solve that before they can solve the problem i i would also say i agree with that and i also say that the aliens on star trek sort of represent different parts of humanity or different Mm -hmm. characteristics of humanity Mm -hmm. and how they have to interact with them is sort of um uh exploring that side of themselves of ourselves i should say Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Yep, I agree with that. And I feel like there's a, a lot of situations I feel like where every day, basically, I approach, I mean, just kind of even going back to the original series, it's like, okay, am I, you know, am I approaching this like a Kirk in this scenario? Or am I approaching this like a Spock in this scenario? You know, mm-hmm. so... And really, you're approaching it like two Vicks, as we were saying. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> two Vicks is a real hot topic. Everyone wants to talk about uh, it's, that is That episode is fraught. I'm so sorry. It's so fraught yeah. with, with uh, yeah, moral implications. I mean, <laughs> Janeway did nothing wrong. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. You know, well, sure. Or did she? Or did she? I mean, or did she? If people out there don't know what we're talking about, they should mm-hmm. go on to Voy- uh, go on to uh, Amazon Prime if you have it, and uh, support Jeff Bezos to get people into space. But on Prime, <laughs> go to Voyager, uh, the episode two Vix, um, and watch that. And um, you know that's that's what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, that is what we're talking about. about. Or if you want to uh, support the CEO of Netflix instead, get another yeah. house, which is a meager goal by comparison. You can also watch. They it took Voyager Netflix. off Netflix, which they is did. why I mentioned yes, Prime. Did. It's not on there. It's anymore. on Paramount yeah. Plus, though. It is Paramount on Paramount Plus. Yep. Paramount Plus. And uh, Paramount Plus might... is what you're gonna have. I think it might be on Hulu too. No, I might what's be wrong. This, what's the CEO of Paramount Plus trying to do with that money? We have Bezos with the mm. rocket. What are oh, we he's actually going the other direction. He's trying to drill to the center of the <laughs> earth. To the center okay. of the earth. <laughs> to, start, to start a colony there of molten yeah. lava people. Should I mean, be interesting. The water, what? the ocean is deep. The yeah. earth is big. We got to go somewhere. Got to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, someone else Someone else trying to discover Atlantis probably. Or... Yes. <clears throat> I, would, I would love to meet a CEO who's basically just like, I'm good. I'm good where I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm good. Oh yeah. my god. People, those people don't become CEOs because they don't have the megalomaniac, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, sociopathic. Does you think the more money you have, the more money you need? Like, you just uh, keep. I think I think it's a real thing. I think that's a very real I thing. That, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, like because I don't know, you can't live like in a townhouse in the middle of a city anymore because people will like mob you and try and. Like you suddenly have to like hire security and like, oh, yeah, your you lifestyle changes yeah, yeah. And you have to need more money, more money. And right. so, so gosh, just money like... is a burden. Money is a burden, guys. That's why I don't have any. I was about to say, Carrie, I'll relieve you of the burden burdened. if it's if it's bothering you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Student loans wouldn't be mad to help relieve you of that burden. Oh, thank um you. I, I do feel I, like 
Oh, sorry. No, go, no, go no, ahead. You, you go ahead, Jay. You go. I was going to say like that. So that like you need more money, like money makes you need more money is true up to like a certain point. Yeah. But, but that point is like, I don't know. It couldn't be more than like $10 million. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like really? if you want to be like as crazy as, and then at yeah, that point like, you're buying yachts for fun. Like if you go. No. Like, How much money do you actually need to live? Well, it's like but once you pay out. This is what Star Trek does. This is what Star Trek does. It spurs on these conversations. <laughs> killing you know, entrepreneurs. It makes us no, it, it, it makes us Robbing think. Us it makes us really. Star Trek <laughs> is killing the millionaire industry. Yeah, well, I do. We I do feel like. We've all been pioneering the new phone that has a half a button instead of one. <laughs> yeah, let Chris talk. No, I do think that episode of Next Gen where where um, data is collected, he's part of like that collection of really, you oh. know. Uh, oh, that's episodes. a great one. Oh, it's yeah. a wonderful episode. And he has to like, he like that that woman, uh, the whole thing is so good. But that guy is definitely like, he's like an Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. type. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would say. Um, cool. And my, okay, my favorite Next Gen episodes, there's a couple, uh, so you bear with me. Um, the one where uh, Picard uh gets he like lives a whole life on another planet wow, yeah he's, mm-hmm. he's got yes, a flute that's a and, good one um, yeah it's it's uh and then i love um the one where um they, they go on this like archaeological like uh scavenger hunt uh, racing against other species to find this you know this original thing and then they find out at the end that they're all they're all descended from this one humanoid species so they're all actually interconnected yeah. And they never really talked about that ever again, which is no, that completely left it. <laughs> well, but but what I loved about that episode was, was the ending, where like the Klingons are just like, "Are you kidding me?" And the yeah, right. are like, "Gross, exactly. <laughs> like disgusting." I'm yeah. related to you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes, fantastic. I feel so like people funny. wouldn't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's really funny. Uh, just seeing the, the Cardassians and Klingons will be like, "This is such a disappointment. Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> We're not related." Yeah. <laughs> Those are definitely my two favorites. Um, although anytime they're end, like doing a play on the holodeck, I love that too. They're always like, I, yeah. you know what? Yep. Let's just do some Macbeth. You know, we're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always enjoyed that as well. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, have a, I have a fun tidbit back that oh, yes, from earlier conversation. So speaking of billionaires doing random things with money, there's this guy named Charles Munger. I forget how he made his money. But he apparently spends all his time now trying to like design windowless dorms for college students. Oh, I heard this. I read this story last week. It drove me bonkers. It's so horrible. It's so funny. He like made a completely windowless dorm building at the University of Michigan, I think. Why? Um, And I don't know. He just like hates the sun or something. And like students hated it. And like there are a lot of, so he made another one at the University of California. So, Santa they hated it so but, much he made but, another one. Again. But this one, he put in fake windows that like, no. that like have LEDs and like emulate the sun. Oh, jeez. It's like, come on, you took the wrong takeaway. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that wasn't that literally like a Black Mirror episode? Like yes, where they yeah. all live underground and like they like they live in those rooms that like, you know, like the, the LEDs lit up everywhere. Your all your walls are a TV. So therefore, it's just as good as a window. Well, and that's the one where they have to like compete on a program, right? That's the one. Yep. That that one. Yep. And apparently like people asked him like what like what kids should do to get sun. And so the, there are two answers. Apparently the common rooms have sun. So you have to go hang out in the common rooms with other people people who you might not know or he's like you can just go to the roof where we'll have yoga lessons it's energy efficient i just read munger is 97 years old and lives in a house with lots of windows Windows. but uh 97 year old billionaire was like teenagers don't need windows a vendetta against natural sunlight (laughs) all they're doing they just gotta go sleep in there and then they gotta go to work yeah, Kids, for young these... people who are experiencing the most intense emotions of their entire lives, that's a great time to yeah, it's a great, yeah, yeah, right, it's a great time to destroy their sleep cycle. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Kids <laughs> these days with the phones and the TikToks, they don't need the sun. Oh my gosh, that's, that's literally fun. like that's like that's like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Like, my is. war on the it's sun, literally, literally blocking out the sun. It's literally blocking <laughs> out the sun. <laughs> that's so funny. That's a new age of too. darkness. Do you, remember, do you remember how big that episode was? Who did? Everyone was like, who killed right. Mr. Burns? That's right. Like, yes. It was a big, it was a big deal. Certainly to me back in middle school or whenever that came out. For it was a big deal. It was Maggie. Spoiler alert. It, it was, was Maggie. It was, Maggie. It it was, was the Maggie. baby. Oh. <laughs> Darn it. Sorry, uh, sorry Jay. I don't know. I didn't know <laughs> sorry, Jay. No, I, I kind of came of age when The Simpsons was dying. 
Uh, oh, and it they, is still on life they're still, they're I would be support. surprised they're, if yeah they're still on yeah oh, <laughs> they're not I, dead I remember, yet yeah I remember seeing the the poster for the Simpsons being um being renewed for the 30th season and Homer just looks like he wants to die yeah <laughs> but but Dan Castellaneta who plays Homer has many homes with mortgages that he wants to pay off so <laughs> that's right that's continue right you doing that you know comedy get, comes from pain and we come back to the how much money do you need and you keep needing more money and more and more that's money right. and then more episodes of the Simpsons and suddenly you've got you know right. uh you've got you know uh Poppy a uh, YouTube star who's like 19 years old guesting on the Simpsons this is this is how it works it's a really yeah. crazy world we live in that, that that's when I knew I had kind of gotten done with the show when they started having like special guest stars one after the other where i'm just like who is that i, I don't know who that is yeah <laughs> like i watched a video about how the simpsons like used to be great and then i watched like a current episode and like yeah they'll just like go somewhere and then it'll be like oh that's british prime minister tony blair and it's yeah like, all right why yeah. <laughs> why? Like, why is it's this like, happening so not a that's... current episode is what you're saying <laughs> yeah no this is not <laughs> Or it'll be like, oh, look, it's like Washington football team owner Dan Snyder. Like, that's going to be in the yeah. cards in this upcoming yeah. season. Yeah. No, you just got to go back and watch the monorail <laughs> episode and call it a day. That's, oh, yeah, that's so the good. They reached their peak. I, I love the old Treehouse of Horrors. Like, oh, yeah they're, yeah, yeah. they're wonderful. They're wonderful. Yeah. My <laughs> sister made me watch one of those, and I, she's great. She makes me do okay, things. Okay, just, just for my own reference so I can really know how old I need to feel. How old are you, Jay? <laughs> oh, I'm too one, one more time. 20, 20 something. Okay. 20. No, I'm 24. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Wonderful. It's not so bad. That's not I'm so bad. We can, that. we can do it with 24. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like 18. I know. I, I I'm, tw I'm 26, but... which is why I'm so squirrely about it. It's You're two years younger than me, and I just... <laughs> and if you believe that... <laughs> I, I have some land to sell you in florida um but uh that's a bad joke that we should all forget immediately um florida, florida? i agree florida, florida yes. <laughs> indeed goodbye florida <laughs> Jamie, nice, good like, joke love nice. it nice. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i feel like 10 minutes ago chris was like this is a good point to wrap up yeah, yeah. i did i did well I, i'm I'm, re I'm returning to that same point now <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a couple more take that's we had to get in. We had to get in. Right, take right. that Simpsons. Take, take that, that Simpsons, Florida. Take that Star Wars. Take Florida. that Star thinking, Wars. I'm just thinking how I could segue this back to Star Trek for you. And that is what's <laughs> so great about Star Trek. <laughs> Well, I think we can segue we can segue back to Star Trek by saying that I believe so if this ends up being our first episode, which I think it went well and I think it will, yeah, we will be it. back and uh I don't know if this is news to Jay given that uh he did express not liking Star Trek Discovery, but we we sort of did talk about uh, reviewing the new season of Star Trek Discovery yeah, yeah. as the as the uh the thing we were going to do. So and that that first episode airs this week and so we could meet next okay. week and talk about it. Yes. Yeah. Guys, Sounds good. I'm into it. That's good. I'm into yeah. it. Looks like November 18th is when yeah. season four, episode one premieres. Well then oh. we will be we'll be back with an episode next week, hopefully reviewing uh the beginning of, of Star Trek Discovery. Any final thoughts or takeaways that are within one minute? <laughs> uh, we can go around and see. Or... Yeah, I think we should just say the name of our podcast. Oh. <laughs> Three, two, one. The, the Prime, Prime Subjective. Yes, we're called The Prime Subjective, a Star Trek podcast. We will be back uh, reviewing Star Trek Discovery. Anything anybody would like to plug? Uh, any other things going on for you, uh, Carrie? Yes, please follow me on Instagram, K Coleman Henner's Art, um, or Karen Loves Star Trek, where I post sometimes drawings of Star Trek uh, things. Um, and that's that's really what I want to tell you about. Just follow me on Instagram. Thank you. Fantastic, Jay. Anything for you to plug? Uh, I'm Jay. Don't follow me. Great, cool. So the yeah. message Don't from Jay is yet. not yet. He's he's building up content. Uh, Mike, do you have any? I I I don't. I haven't. I have an Insta actually that I need to kind of reactivate basically, but it's basically mm -hmm. just going to be pictures of the, the 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 pets in our apartment. So as long as you're all right with that, then that sounds fantastic. Then that's fine. Uh, just real quick though, uh, just when we did that title reveal at the end, that just reminds me of like one time I cannot remember what the movie was, but you know how sometimes movies like it takes till the end of them before they actually give you the title, like a title card and everything. Just yeah. one of my one of my treasured movie memories, and again I wish it was one it was, but it was one of those types of movies where I was right in front of a couple 
who right behind me basically and when that the movie's over and that title card came up basically you know one of the couples just said oh is that what we just saw (laughs) (laughs) and that movie was i cannot remember i just remember the quote that movie's name was albert einstein (laughs) albert einstein (laughs) i cannot wait to have my parents listen to this podcast i'm so excited yeah Oh, and very quick, uh, for me, I'm going to plug, uh, I am on a musical improv team called Thank You Places. We do perform here in Philadelphia. Uh, we have monthly shows, both with Crossroads Comedy Theater, who is the host of this podcast as well, mm-hmm. and what? also with uh, Comedy Sports. So you can come check us out. We make up musicals, and they're usually dumb and fun, like me. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at cdnewcomer. And there you'll find lots of clips of uh, people singing, uh, food I bake, and uh, dumb Star Trek jokes. So it's a perfect spot yeah. to come. And uh, other than that, I think I think we're good for this one. So good job, everybody. Give yourselves Yay. a round of applause. Yay! Yay.